Welcome to another edition of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Ald. On this week's podcast, a man who started his career at Lost County. He's had spells at Elgin City and currently, over the last seven years anyway, he's been stopping many a goal for Brora Rangers and winning many a trophy along the way. Joe Mallon is with us uh, on this week's podcast. Joe, good to Good to uh, good to see you, and uh, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You and yourself? I'm I'm uh, I'm surviving. That's the the key thing at this stage of the game. But you're obviously a lot a lot happier, uh, a little happier because uh, you're back training. Uh, you're back involved with uh, the rest of your teammates. That must be a a real joy after what's happened in the last uh, couple of months. Ah, uh, it's good. Obviously, getting back to normal. Well, as close to normal as we can be with training and stuff. It's good to. Kind of get back into the swingy things and see all your teammates and things like that as well. Um, without it, it kind of leads to a bit of a hole in your life and anybody that plays football will tell you the same. So it's good to have that wee bit, wee bit of purpose back um, and be able to get on the training pitch again. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you probably, I'm pretty sure you've um, you've spent time with the gaffer, Stephen Mackay, Craig Campbell, etc. Because I know you, you helped out with that, um, <clears throat> the run. That uh, Stephen Mackay uh, did tremendous, uh, tremendously well, raising all that money for MFR Cash for Kids uh, a few months back. So you've 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 met with those guys and some of your teammates as well. But as a collective, as a group, just good to be, you know, back in amongst uh, uh, you know all the boys together. Uh, it's good just to get a wee bit of crack in that bag. When you go to training, it's like you've never been away. Um, it's a lot of young guys in our team as well, so it's quite lively at times. Uh, it keeps the older boys on their toes. But like I say, it's just good to see everybody again because it's been. A difficult period for everybody. Um, nobody able to see friends or family and things like that. So to kind of start edging back to a bit of normality has been great and good to get back in amongst that. And we're closing in on a return to playing competitive football. Uh, we just talked to off air about your your first competitive game back. It is of course Hibs in the um, Betfred Cup, and uh, well, what better place to start your season than Easter Road, causing a potential upset as well. Oh, that's the best way. That's what these games are for. Yes, there's no point. No looking forward to it and because of the opposition. It's going to be extremely difficult. Um, there's no two ways about it. We'll do very well um, without being too negative to keep the score respectable. I think because of the standard of there, being a full-time team, probably what third or fourth best team in the country at the minute. And probably paying you to hear that. Eh? Oh, I know. I know. Um, but no, we're looking forward to it. Um, like you say, hopefully we can get a few, a few pre-season games in beforehand and um, prepare as best as possible uh, for, for the onslaught that we'll probably receive that night. But, yeah, you know, stranger things have happened. We'll, we'll go on to talk about one of your games is indeed uh, a cup tie against a uh, higher opposition and you just never know on your day. Uh, talking of which, you've chosen your, your favourite five games so far in your career anyway because there's obviously still a, a lot more to come. Uh, we'll start with the very first one because, as I mentioned there, you started your career at Ross County. Uh, you had some, you had a loan, couple of loan spells at Elgin City, and it's there we start January two thousand and thirteen. And we spoke to Daniel Moore a few weeks ago, and he brought up uh, the opposition anyway, not this game. He, he mentioned the uh, the first game against Rangers that season, but you've gone with the January two thousand and thirteen clash, which ended. Pretty favourably for for Elgin City because you managed to get a one all draw. Uh, talk to us about that game. What uh, stands out for you in particular? Uh, it's just the whole day. Just kind of stands out the whole experience. The only thing that I kind of 
I didn't appreciate it enough at the time, didn't enjoy it enough, didn't take it in enough. Um, it just goes by in the flashy, flashy of pan. Um, but I, I remember travelling, getting close to the stadium, turning the corner and seeing Ibrox, and I just got a, a huge like wave of adrenaline. I just thought to myself, this is going to be brilliant. Um, regardless of what the score is, obviously you're going down there, being a part-time team in the third division range, looking kind of big-name players on X amount of money every week. Um, you just want to get down and kind of, like I said earlier, keep it respectable in games like that. Um, getting into the stadium and things like that. Um, it was it was just good, like the adrenaline getting up for the game and stuff, looking through the doors at Ibrox. Um, and then the changing rooms and things. Um, all the boys were, were kind of buzzing for it. Because there was no pressure on us or anything like that. And then obviously when you go get a wee look about the pitch, it kind of takes your breath away a wee bit. Um, it's just an impressive stadium, being a Celtic man. Uh, it kind of pains me a wee bit to that, but it is, a, it is an impressive stadium when it's empty. And then when you come back out again an hour or two later and there's 400,000 fans here, it kind of takes your breath away a wee bit. But the, the whole experience was, was brilliant. I wish I could go back and do it again. Well, I was going to say, you brought up an interesting point there because um, when the team bus arrives, you know, obviously most players go out for a, a walk around the pitch. You say there that our Ibrox is, is pretty impressive, empty, and it is. It's a magnificent stadium. Um, <clears throat> you go back in, you get yourself ready, you head out for the warm-up. Um, I'm trying to think, well, the, the Elgin City fans would have been in the corner. So regardless of, of what half you're going to, you've got Rangers fans behind your goal when you're warming up. It's something different. But then when kickoff comes, Ibrox, I'm pretty certain, is pretty close to the, the pitch as well. You must have, you know, from arriving to an empty ground to then walk out into what it can be a bit of a, a cauldron. You must have um, you must have felt the atmosphere. And uh, you feel it because you kind of come down for the changing and the tunnel kind of slopes down the way and you're looking up at the pitch. When you come out, you just start to, you see the wall, just a wall of the red, white and the blue. Um, and then the noise comes on the back of that when you're walking out. Now bear in mind, this is a third division game. Um, Elgin Park titles against, against Rangers, it probably didn't mean anything, or, or very much to those players I keep playing against us and the fans, but to, to us it meant everything. It, like, it might have been the only chance some boys got to play in a stage like that. So when we got out onto the pitch, so let's say the noise was just deafening. There was, I think it was 50,000 there. The, the support was fantastic for Rangers still at that point. And when the game started, it's just like you're shouting at your defenders. The rest of your teammates, they just cannot hear you just because the noise is, is so good. That it's, like I said earlier as well, the, the adrenaline is just the rush you get for games like that is, is phenomenal. You can't replace that in life no matter what you do. And it's just one of the things you've got to. I can look back now and appreciate that. Whereas at the time I probably never. But now I can look back with fond memories and think that that was it was a really good time. And to top it off the result as well and my, my own personal performance, which was actually pretty good on the day. Yeah, because Elgin City played Rangers uh, already that had well they played them already that season. Daniel Moore uh, brought that game up as, as one of his five choices. Uh, they played them in the Scottish Cup as well, but this result stands out as a, as a real highlight for Elgin that season because, as you allude to there, you get a really good result for... I mean, there's many sides that will go to, to Ibrox and come away with a win. Uh, sorry, not many will come away with a win, but to come away with a draw is just as, just as good, especially in the circumstances. Rangers take the early lead, and I'd imagine 
Elgin City go down to 10 men, I think just before half time. So, you know, you mentioned there, you must have been a, a busy a busy boy in, in goals there. I, I remember the night before the game, I thought, just as long as we don't take a serious do, I'll be quite happy. Um, and then the game starts, done all right for the I think they scored pretty early on, I think it was about nine or ten minutes. That's right, yeah. Yep. And when the dog is in the net, you'll come to the court and you think, shit, we're still bloody 35 odd minutes to go to half time and we'll run them down. But then we actually, we did okay, we defended, like we were hemmed in, we didn't really go out our hearts much. And then I think it was Paul Harkins who sent off, right. kind of just before time. And then the alarm bell started ringing, you think, oh, here we go. Um, second half again, we, we could be, we're going to be under the coach massively. How long can we keep them at bay? If, you know, as soon as one goes in, there's a potential for two, three, four, five to go in. But we've we done really well for, for, for the ability that our squad had compared to them. We rode a luck at times. I remember making some, some decent saves. And just every every save I made, I kind of got a wee bit more confident. As a goalkeeper, you kind of get that feeling that you're not going to get beat again. And we were throwing bodies in front of me, shots, just getting wee nicks and toes on the effort to get out of here with all the luck. And the longer the game went, then that's when the time wasting started kicking in. And you're starting to get really nervous because you're <laughs> desperate for that draw then, just to hold on and just to make it all worthwhile. And thankfully, um, we got the goal. I think it was pretty late on as well. We got the goal. Three minutes, three minutes before the end. Um, it it has gone down as a Neil Alexander uh, own goal. Um, but regardless, it's, it goes in the back of the net. Elgin get that one-all draw, and you know, as you say there, you, you, you know, it can be quite backs to the wall for many teams. And uh, Ibrox, no many teams go there and, and dominate them. Uh, well, in fact, pretty pretty much only one team in the country will go there and, and dominate them. But you know, you must have got that impression when. When things are you know making saves and defenders are getting blocks and that you just get this impression that it could be your days that as the game goes on and right enough you know it's proven to be right. I definitely the longer the game goes, you think maybe can we hang out? Can we can we just hold on? And then you look up at the clock and it's still forty minutes to go. <laughs> it's never good. Um, but the, the the chances came, we came, we we defended well, like I said, and then the closer it gets to that ninetieth minute, and then we get the goal. And then you think, geez, here we go. I mean, we managed to hold it down. We're just doing our best in time waste and stuff like that. And then the feeling when the final whistle went was just incredible. And obviously, being a Celtic fan as well, it means a wee bit more. But it was, it was, it was brilliant. And I'm actually from down the road as well, from Motherwell. So okay. my dad had organised a bus to come through with family, friends and stuff like that to go in the Elgin end. So there was about 25, 30 of them. So you can obviously see them up in the corner going mad and things and then when the final whistle goes, you just want to go over and kind of join in the celebrations with them. Like, it's, it sounds daft, it was effectively a meaningless point um, for, for us and probably for Rangers, they were probably going to win the league anyway, but it, just mean, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it keeps used to it, mm-hmm. we can, um, and it was just, it was just, it was a great, a great day all in. Just such a relief to hear that final whistle at the end. I can imagine, and especially I can never remember the the layout of the stands. I think is it the the Broom Lone stand, which is effective if you watch it on television. It's the way to the right, so that's where you would have been Elgin attacking the other end. When that obviously when that uh, goal goes in towards the end as well. I mean Rangers fans, I've been in the main stand at Ibrox when like Cali Thistle have won there. And, I mean it. Phew, 
it's it's scary um, because you know there's a few Rangers fans go go tonto. I'd imagine there'll be a you know you would have got a few uh, a few shouts from the the home support behind your goal. Nah, it was constant the whole game. And then when that goal goes in, obviously the boos and the noise cracks up a wee bit. It's not definitely. I actually liked it because it wasn't aimed at me. It was aimed at their own plate. You think, oh, we're doing something right here. Yeah. Uh, but I got a bit of, bit of stick all the way through that game, but I enjoyed it. It was very good. It's a, it's a kind of you thrive on. Yeah. Especially as a footballer, um, as I would, I would love to be involved in an old farm game there, playing for Celtic. I could just imagine if, if it was that noisy and a Rangers v Elgin game. Yeah. What it would be like. Some game, it would just be absolute chaos. But aye, the, the, the whole day, they start to finish, was, was super. They're just topped off, like you say, with the, sneaking the young goal at the end and getting that late. The icing on the cake with that uh, late goal. Uh, so that was January 2013. Now, that year, obviously, is quite a big one in your, in your career because you were let go by Ross County uh, in that summer. Um, and you, you moved to Brora. Um, now, your second game is October 2013. But before we we get to that. How do you reflect on on leaving Ross County in that uh, in that summer? Um, it was actually it was the December before that I left here. Right. Okay. I joined Elgin on loan from the December to the January, and then signed in the January. But I actually left Ross County just before Christmas. Um, been been there for so long. I think it was eight and a half years. I was at Ross County. I was going to say you were there for a while. Uh, it comes to a club, you know. You meet some great people, great friends, things like that. But, but everything has to come in. It, it seemed like the end of the world at the time. But looking back now, it's probably probably the best thing that happened to me, mm-hmm. to be honest. On memories of being there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously never played anywhere near the amount of games that I would, would like to have played or had as, as much an impact as, as I would have liked to have had. But the memories are, are there. Um, nobody can take that away from me. And I think moving on was, was the best, to be honest, for myself and my career. Just to just to get out and play games and, and actually get enjoying it and be, be part of something, regardless of what level it's at. Yeah, as I say, that's um seven years. Um yeah, seven years coming up for you've been at Broda. And and we'll talk about mainly Broda now because the next four games are uh, featuring Broda Rangers and what a spell you've had with the football club and, and still are having with them. Uh the October two thousand and thirteen Nairn County nil Brewer Rangers three in the North of Scotland Cup final. So you know a couple of months after joining the club, you you achieve silverware success and you win the North of Scotland Cup. That's a big season for the football club because they go on to win the title. Um, and that North of Scotland Cup win just put a a bookmark down uh, as to say you know as to uh, here's here's what's here's what's coming from a. A very, very good and very talented side. Uh, it was really important because obviously I think they've been kind of putting the, the foundations in place for a season or two before that. They kind of started to, to have that, that wee bit of drive, signing players from better teams at the time. Uh, and they started bringing in guys like Sid, uh, David Hines, Dale, Xander, guys like that. Um, and kind of, I, I knew I wasn't going to stay Elgin before. Well before the end of the season, I'd actually spoke to Brora just when I was leaving Rocks County, but kind of things were taking out of my hands, um, and I ended up at Elgin. And I think because the pull of having Rangers in the league helped that as well. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I kind of had my heart set on going to Brora in the summer, and obviously 
the ambition was was there for the start. They wanted they wanted to be the best team in the north. They never had that, and I, I liked that that fact about them. They come from nowhere. They kind of come from the bottom um, and get into that final just because the club and they won a trophy. I think it was well over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, coming in, it was there was a wee bit of pressure because you, you wanted to you wanted to do that. You wanted to kind of get the monkey off the back and basically prove prove that we were a good team, even though it was a, it was a new team. And thankfully, everything went right in the day. We had a, a really good squad for that level at the time, um, and the day couldn't have really been any any better for us. Yeah, so you go into that game as you say. There's a wee bit of pressure because um, because of the you know trying to get the monkey off the backs with that trophy. Nairn are the holders as well, and for the last couple of years, Nairn were always pretty decent in the, in the cup competitions uh, anyway. Um, but as you say, everything went right for you that day. Eighteen minutes in, and you're two 0 up. Xander scores two minutes in, then Richie Hart scores again uh, before twenty minutes, and you're two 0 up, and you're cruising, but. You know, that, that broader side, there was just something about that broader side that season. As you say, you had a lot of big players, but, you know, you know, I've seen many, many sides over the years that can assemble good squads and big squads and big players, but it doesn't always work. It needs a bit of kind of uh, something to knit it together. And, and broader certainly had that that season. I think it's all right to say big players, but I think you also need the right character. Guys with the right mentality, the winning mentality. Uh, and we have, we have that abundance. Guys like Tokes, Harvey, Hines, and Sid. Um, I think Xander, Mark McLean, I could go, I could name the whole squad. Yep. But it was such, such a good squad, it was a great mixture of youth and experience. And especially we get the two early goals in that. Yeah, score after two minutes in the cup final, you're absolutely flying. And you get that good feeling. I remember there was a big crowd there, I think there was over 2,000. That's right, yeah. It was bouncing. Um, a lot of people might say, oh, it's North of Scotland Cup, but to, to tell league teams it's a big deal, it means a lot. And any sort of trophy you get your hands on mm-hmm. is brilliant. And, and then when Richie scored to make it 2 now, you kind of, you, you don't relax, but you're so confident because we, we didn't concede goals. We did not concede goals with, with the defence and the midfield um, we had in front of me. And it was just kind of a case of when you went 2 0 up, get to half time, reassess then. We knew if we got the third, the game was over. We knew it was over. There was no chance we were conceding three or four goals to lose that game. But that was just a game like the mentality we had. And kind of ruthlessness. But when Martin scored, Martin McLean scored in the second half, it's just, you know, it's, it's part of the time after that. Um, the atmosphere and the great goal. In fact, we're brilliant. We're down in the numbers as well. But it was, it was just it was such a relief to be able to get, get that trophy for the club after so long when you see a bunch how, how much work's been in over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and also for the struggles they had the 10, 10 15 years before that um, and I, like it's a lot of the same guys that were, that were going and supporting Brora when they're, when they're getting battered every week so it's for guys like that you, you take the pleasure in doing it for guys like John Young who's been there through through thick and thin I could, go through, I could name 30 or 40 of them Aye. they're absolutely every game they're doing anything for the club and it's guys like that that gives you the most pleasure and actually giving them something back, something that makes them happy. Yeah, I've got a very hardy, uh, I know one or two guys that, that follow uh, Brora away, they've um, got a very, very hardy bunch of, bunch of supporters. Um, that North of Scotland Cup final, as you say, I mean, it's game over by an hour. 
Um, and, it, and it was, and I was there that day as well. It was a big, big crowd. It was at Grand Street Park, which I always, I always think suits a, a final venue, and especially a big crowd as well. I think Grand Street Park makes the crowd look bigger than it is, if you get, you know what I mean, because it's so packed in. Obviously now, social distant, probably Grand Street Park's off the off the menu for finals, or who knows. Uh, but um, the, the celebrations afterwards, uh, because as you say, that team had a lot of big characters in it, a lot of good characters as well. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed uh, winning the, or getting the monkey off the back of that first trophy. I think it was good as soon as the final whistle went again. You're just, you're just buzzing. Uh, you want to get on, on the trophy and just have a party with the fans, basically. It was great. It was good to see Sid lifting the trophy. Again, it was, it, was his, it was everybody's first trophy, obviously, but for him as captain to do that was great as well. And then the party kind of kicks off just as soon as we're in the tunes. And it creates a beer flying about. Um, and then uh, it's just a case of how quick can we get to the booth? <laughs> so I think, I think we went to the Cali Club. Cali Club, okay. Um, okay. And obviously all the fans are there, so when you get back around there on the bus, the fans are on the street, but they've got all the smoke bombs, the red smoke bombs, everywhere. you can't see going up the street or anything. There's bagpipes going off. It was, it, was, it, was, it was really, really good because that club like brought it so uh, tight knit between the players and the fans. You get to know everybody personally. Mm-hmm. You know, the back case through the sicker thin. They'll come and support you whether you're, you're rubbish or not. And like I said, to be able to just get that monkey off the back, you can see the joy on everybody's faces. Um, and then kind of just get drunk as quickly as I can in the pub. <laughs> I was actually quite sensible that week. My mum and dad were up and my wife was at the game as well. So <laughs> I get dragged in the doors. <laughs> I was going to say at the Cali Club, you get, uh, you get, I'd be alright with a tenor, you get uh, change from a, from a round with a tenor as well. It's brilliant in there. That season, as I mentioned, I know that you know North of Scotland Cup final was won in October, but you go on to win the league that year as well. And, and just uh, talk to us about that that season because, as you mentioned there, you you know you things had come to an end at, at Ross County for yourself, Elgin City, of course, you left them after the, the six months there, and then to have that season as your first season with Broda must have been a dream for you. Uh, it was brilliant. It was it was really exciting because it was totally new to me. I had no idea, can I? I didn't really know a lot about the high league and that's not being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You're going to count. You've never been at. Um, every game is just a, just a battle. It's hard on the sleeve and get stuck in. You know, it's, it's, it's good. So, and even just to go in and, and be playing games every week, you know, you're contributing, you're a big part of the squad. Um, it's, it just means so much more, again, regardless of the level you're playing at. Um, just to be involved week in, week out. You're winning, um, and as, as soon as we started winning games, we just built up that momentum right from the start, and we weren't really conceding goals. We were scoring loads and loads of goals, and then mm-hmm. I think maybe after we beat Nell in the cup, people maybe started to tell me look and take us a wee bit more seriously, um, because we were a, we were a, a really good team at that level, and we just kept it going. It was just relentless the full year, and Kirky was great as well in charge. So all in all, it was just it was just a brilliant year. It was a, it was a perfect first year um, to go in to the football club and, and to be able to win two trophies and just and to do it in the fashion we've done it as well. Because I think we won it quite comfortably in the end. If memory serves me right, and yeah. it, was just, it was just really enjoyable to be honest. Really ah, it was um, it was quite a quite an end to the season as well. I think you did you did wrap it up uh, fairly early as well. I think it was at Keith actually you wrapped up. Didn't you? One sort of five five hours from that day was it? I remember the yeah. scenes after that. It was 
because of what it meant, it wasn't it? was just the kind of the whole occasion rather than the game that was memorable. But I to wrap up the, the scenes again, my brother was loads of fans through. And again you see see your guys like Ben Mackay, John Young's on the park, just getting emotional. It was just it really was it's, it kinda it kinda takes your breath away a wee bit just to, because you know how much it means to guys like that. Um, and then, I'd imagine that bus journey must have been uh, eventful. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't quiet. I think uh, probably at one point Santa was running about naked, as he usually always does. Good fun or a cup win, but uh, it was it was it was calm. He's ready to put number on as well. We don't don't think we get any too much bother. But we had a good time. <laughs> That's what's about. That's what's all about. Uh, the third game that you've chosen, again, is a cup final. Again, it's against Nairn. It's uh, three years on. Uh, it's the Highland League Cup final uh, in 2016. Uh, it finished goalless uh, on the day, but you went on penalty kicks, 5-4 as well, I'd imagine. Well, actually, you just back from injury. Did you you injured before that cup final and then you were you were back, but you weren't you weren't taking goal kicks or anything like that? There was a, there was a bit of a, a worry about you actually making the game. Uh, so, in the semi-final, we played for Martin away. It was five each. It was a mental game. I actually got, I got injured and I went up for a corner. And we actually scored for the corner. But as I've turned away to celebrate, my knee just gave way. And as soon as I'd done that, I thought, oh, shit, here we go. Um, but I, I tried to play on. Ended up having to come off. Yeah. Because I just couldn't do any extra time. And John McLeod, remember the striker was a pro, he's now a bucket. Yes. He went in the last, it must have been. 20, 15, 20 minutes extra time, but anyway, it, it stayed five weeks, went to penalties, and John's ended up saving a penalty from Neil Gold, I think it was, and we went through in penalties, it was just unbelievable. So from then, I think there was about six, six seven weeks maybe, between the semi-final and the cup final, and I, I hoped to get back, and I, I could the pain in my name was just too much, and I didn't think I was going to be able to make the final, and it that, this was right up till the night before, maybe the afternoon before. Richie Britton was the manager, and uh, Kets was his assistant. And they were kind of, they were kind of badgering me, saying, "Can you get through it? Can you get through it?" And it was one of the ones where I, I, I absolutely, if I can, if I can get through the game, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wanted to get over first to make sure my knee was stable enough without doing any serious damage. And so we were in to see the physio. After work on the Friday, went through to Dingwall, uh, saw the physio, physio checked out, said, with the knees stable enough, it's, it's no, there's a good chance it's not going to get any worse, unless something serious happens, so that was, I was happy enough with that, I'd done a wee session with the physio, just kind of basic movement drills and that, and then we'd done a wee bit of passing kicking at the end, and I went to get the ball, the pain was just excruciating, it was incredible, and that's when I thought, oh shit, I've got a problem here. Um, I, I could move about, but no to the extent or as freely as, as I normally would. Yep. So it was kind of fine, but I, I'd made my mind up. The physio had said that I was, I was going to be okay. Um, and then I just I just phoned Richie and said, Danny, let's go for it. And he was obviously delineated. Um, it, was, it was playing in the back of my mind. I was buzzing that I was, that I was going to be able to play. Um, but... It was, it was in the back of my mind, the injury, you know, you just don't feel comfortable, you don't feel like you can do the things that you could normally do, but thankfully my left foot's no, no so bad, so I managed to get through the game and get me my left foot 
and things like that. Managed to avoid kicking my right. And again, it was just it was one of the ones where a couple of days previous, I thought I was going to have to sit and stand and watch a cup final. Yeah. Which would have been terrible. It sounds very selfish, I know. Um, but you want to be involved in games like that. So I was just, I was absolutely delighted that, that, I, that I made the decision that the physio had kind of given me the okay. And I, I, just, I just went for it. It was a good decision in there, thankfully. It was quite a tight game, that one. Um, tighter than the, the 2013 North of Scotland Cup final. And um, again, towards the end, you know, again, you know, having been injured for the last couple of weeks, not played much football, you're called into action in that one a couple of times. And you had two chances, well, near had two chances at the end where had the end been for heroics from yourself, another another story. Aye, we, we didn't play well that day at all, if I remember right. We, we just... Didn't they get going for whatever reason? I don't know. Name were the better team for large parts of the game. And I, I remember the, the couple of chances we had kind of close to I can't remember if it was extra time or at the death mm-hmm. of normal time. Um, but I remember there was one I think had a good save kind of in the top corner. It was one of the ones. I, I don't know how I've done it just because I, it's just, I think it's just adrenaline that gets you through it. Yeah. Um, you kind of forget being in that even. Um, that, was, that was a good save there to keep us. Keep us in the game. Thankfully, got in the extra time again. We didn't know what we were scoring there. We're probably the better team again. And I th- Martin McLean gets sent off, I'm sure, in extra time. Mm-hmm, he I think he gets ducked down to 10 as well. So then for the last maybe 5 10 minutes, you know, we were having to defend a wee bit. We were, we were probably quite happy for penalties then, to be fair, because of how poor we'd been in the game. And then when the final whistle goes, it's, I always look forward to penalties. Because there's kind of no pressure on a goalkeeper and I always fancy myself to maybe save one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it goes to penalties, it, it can be a lottery. But again, thankfully, we had good boys take penalties. Um, I think, if I remember right, the first nine penalties were scored. That's right, yeah. For, for both sides, you can think, Jesus, is going to go on forever. And then when it kind of gets to that sudden death time, it's like, if we miss one, we're basically done. But thankfully, um, I think it was Michael Morrison. He came up to hit one. I saved it down to my right. I was trying to avoid dying to my right because of my right even sore. <laughs> but I went that way that time. It wasn't a great penalty football. And luckily enough, I went the right way and saved it. And then Xander, was it Xander? I can't remember. I can't remember who had the win the penalty. But you, you kind of knew. You kind of knew we were only missing that. And the luck was massively on our side that day. Probably didn't deserve to win it, but we'll take it all oh, day long. Absolutely. Just one of those ones again, you're just delighted. And it's a relief with a penalty shootout, it's relief because of the nerves you go through in a penalty shootout. Um, and then it's, it's celebration time again. I take it that uh, Nairn didn't know too much about your injury or, or get that, because if, you know, if you'd find out that the goalkeeper had a, an injury and he's right, you know, right knee, then you know you're, um, well, you're trying to avoid that, you know. But you've obviously, or sorry, you've go that way, but then you've you've you went right and you've got it, you know. Mm-hmm. I I remember there's about a two and throw between Grant Munro and Connor Gethins. So Connor was obviously in his ear the, the week before leading up to the game and stuff like that. Grant was, was giving him the mind games. No chance, Joe's Joe's no fitness. That's him done for the season and things like that. Um, so I, I don't know that. I don't think it would have any impact on the game when they, when they, they walked out of the tunnel and they saw me later or whatever. But 
I was just again just delighted to be a part of it. And looking back, it's it's, uh, it's another fond memory at the club. There's, there's just there's, there's been that many since I've been there, but again that one that one really sticks out because of the circumstances with injury and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Through it means a wee bit more, and due to the fact that we were we were pretty poor on the day when you start coming with a winners medal, then you'll take that any day of the week. And as a goalkeeper, you know, in terms of cup finals, um, obviously, you know, strikers, midfielders, if they score the winner in a cup final, they're a, they're a hero and they'll always be remembered. But when a, when a game's 0-0, and the only difference is a penalty save in penalties, you know, effectively, you know, goalkeepers have to have to get the credit for it. Uh, as much as it's a as a striker scoring a, a last-minute goal, you know, you're just saving the last penalty to win the game. And it's probably the only chance you get to celebrate <laughs> a save. But... Uh, it's, it's, there's something a wee bit for a goalkeeper it's, it's something a wee bit special when you get involved in a penalty shoot and you maybe say one or two and especially if you say the last one to win it it's, it is a good feeling it's probably the same feeling that a striker would get mm-hmm. uh, everybody will probably think we're, we're all weird they saying that goalkeepers but every goalkeeper will tell you the same it's our, it's our goal <laughs> I, I'm not in agreement with that I only play five sides right enough but uh, as a goalkeeper I'm not in agreement with that I absolutely I'm part of the goalkeeper union as well but I'm Really not. Um, your fourth choice is uh, more up to date, actually. And do you know what? I'd actually, I hadn't forgotten about the game, but I, I think with everything that's happened in the last uh, couple of months, I, I actually had to double check this. But it was November last year. I thought for some reason it was two thousand eighteen. But you, your fourth choice is more up to date. November two thousand nineteen, as I mentioned there, and pretty much everyone that uh, that comes on actually and takes part in favourite five, always goes with a Scottish Cup tie. Uh, and you've gone for uh, the, the November 2019 clash against Greenock Morton. As we alluded to earlier, of course, you're playing Hibs, but uh, not for the first time you've, you've caused an upset against a, a senior side. Uh, Brora went down to play uh, Morton uh, recently in the, in the Scottish Cup and, uh, well, caused, a wee bit, caused them a, a bit of a, a scare. Of course, them, a championship club, at, uh, at at that time, and uh, on another day, you might have uh, you might have beaten them. Aye, we certainly ran them close. That's for sure. I just it's one of the ones again when you get down, there's no pressure on you. You're not expected to get anything from the game. I find a lot of the time when you get down to these central belt teams, certainly in fact at any level, regardless when when a team like us goes down south, they kind of look, they look they look down their nose on us. Yeah. They kind of think they're better than this, but that's, that's something that I quite like because we always use that kind of as a wee bit of extra motivation. But as in other games, because there's been quite a few ways, maybe Stringer and East Fife, a couple of seasons previous to that as well, mm-hmm. uh, which I gave them a good results. But this one, this actually wasn't even on my list originally. And then I had a wee think about it, just the, the scale of it to think a, a part time Highland League side mm-hmm. and against a champion full time. It was. Again, although it was only a job, it's a big achievement for us and the, the club as a whole, getting getting the league play, getting a wee bit extra revenue from the club and things like that, it's things that maybe mean a wee bit more to a smaller club like that, is getting that extra bit of revenue and things like that. But like I said, it was it was one of the ones where you're, you're down, get your best shot and see where it takes you. And thankfully, we seem to do all right on the day. I think they maybe underestimated us a wee bit. Yep. Um, it's funny you mentioned that about um, central belt teams looking down the nose because obviously, well, like Sakali, this one, Ross County have had instances in the past where 
clubs have looked down the nose at them and you know more often than not they go they go and beat them but I was talking to when I was talking to Steve Patterson uh, a few months ago on the podcast and he had success well incredible success with Cali Thistle beating sides in, in the Scottish Cup but not only with Cali Thistle but with Huntley as well and I think that tends to okay nowadays you can do a bit more scouting and you can watch Highland League sides from the comfort of your own house on, on YouTube etc but I think that central belt teams still have that perception of oh here's a bunch of boys from the Highlands we'll, we'll turn, them other, turn them over no bother and it doesn't always work out it doesn't no it's, it's always it's been the same for years ever since I've been at Broad anyway it's, it's the total the total disrespect um, there's always the they kind of, especially when you play a full-time team, you kind of get the, the derogatory comments of, uh, you'll be washing cars on Monday morning and things like that. It's just, it's, but it's, again, it's wee things that spur you on, mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and the, the stick you get um, from to the fans and things like that. Everything just kind of spurs you on. And in the morning game, um, as an example, we kind of just, we kind of just pulled together as a team, obviously. We thought to ourselves before the game, is there really any fear out there? Good players, without being disrespectful, there, there is nothing to fear out there. Yeah. If we play a day, maybe get a, a wee slice of luck here and there, nick a goal, then we'll give ourselves a great chance to go and get something for the game. And that, that was the way the game actually panned out. We get getting the goal from the, I think it was Dale scored a penalty. They got a penalty as well. Just before half time, and they got a penalty just before half time. Bob McHugh scored it, and that was that was quite a bit of a blow actually. Because I felt if we had held on at half time, not saying we would have won the game or anything like that, but we would have put ourselves in a decent position to that wee nugget just to hold on it mm-hmm. rather than having to go and go. But the second half came, and we weren't under that that great amounts of pressure until probably about twenty minutes to go. We were actually kind of coming coming through with them. We had a couple of decent chances. Um, naturally they start pushing the last 15-20 minutes and then when it gets to that 10 minute mark you're kind of you're wanting to draw then um, again we defended brilliantly I just remember like, we were kind of celebrating every, every block and all that but it was one of the ones it was, it was so enjoyable because mm-hmm. as, as a goalkeeper as well that's the, the games I enjoy most when you're, when you're hanging on to something and you're just under severe pressure like that it's not enjoyable at the time. Mm-hmm. Like the nerves are but like when you look back at it, it's, it's so satisfying. Yeah. When you ride this effectively and you've you've kinda gotten away with the best they've got to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Um and actually had a great chance, probably about eight, 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 nine minutes. I think it was Bjorn Wagner or James Wallace had, had a great chance to back post we missed it. Um so uh, we'd have scored that it'd have been just an unbelievable result. But the one one draw was was every bit as good um, as they can be. Obviously, one of them would be better. Aye. But, but they actually come away from there with with a draw was, was a very good achievement. And again, when the final whistle goes, it's one of the ones where it's just a relief you're delighted. Um, you know, you've got a replay on Broad on the Tuesday night, which isn't it? Isn't it too big of a blow for the lads travelling up to Glasgow that are playing for Morton? But for us, it, it was ideal. You know, we'd, given us, we'd given ourselves a chance. Yeah. Um, I hope and that was all we could do. But it was, again, it's just a, a great day, again, great experience. Again, to go, go up against players who are playing at a higher level than you, they're fitter than you, um, and, and it's good to test yourself against players like that. That's it, and in a way, you know, it's 
the, the wee things that I always, I always love about the Scottish Cup, you know, the wee, the wee extras. I mean, for example, you would have been in the hat for the, the fourth round draw. I think it was St Johnston that the winner would have got uh, of the replay. I, I suppose, yeah, it's nice to be involved in the fourth round, but at the same time, you know, obviously the replay didn't go your way, so you miss out on that chance to play against the Premiership side. But all the wee perks that come with the Scottish Cup, I mean... Uh, I'm trying to think that that you know even the, the highlights on a, on a Saturday night and, and things like that you know that 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 little things are you know going back to your first game you know the Rangers the experience those things in the Scottish Cup at that stage uh, I'm sure are you know players uh, remember and remember fondly. Uh, the Scottish Cup's been a weird one. Your lower league teams especially, high uh, league teams because you get to go and kind of play against the teams from the central belt but you get a wee bit further on you think who are we going to get next? You're sitting watching the draw anybody's in the group chat um, and the draw comes through if it's, if it's a good one you know everybody's buzzing but it's, it's, it is great to get down to these places and test yourselves again against the, the better sides because um, it's it's not something that you're used to every week so it's something to be long yep. nothing much is it not expected to go and win the tournament it's, you're kind of you're not going to enjoy it but you only obviously try your best but you're taking part in going to different stadiums, bigger crowds, um, and being under like severe pressure against teams and things like that. So it's a great test, and it's something that, that all Higher League players will, will tell you that they, they just love the Scottish Cup. It's a great event. Well, I'm hoping that the, yourself and the boys, there won't be many, many changes from that side, that, that Drew and Morton can can take that team, that same team spirit and carry it into the, the game at Easter Road in a few weeks' time against Hibs, and, and who knows, even cause a, a bigger upset. Um, Again, uh, one of your, your fifth and final choice uh, on the podcast is a, a very recent game, as in this year. Obviously, we'll, we'll touch on you know what happened after that game uh, because it's a, in fact, and funny it was funny you uh, you bring that up because I'm pretty sure, um, well when we, we did the podcast when I used to have guests around the house and, and, and were able to go and visit folk and stuff, um, I had. Stephen Mackay, your, your manager, around uh, the day that effectively football stopped uh, at the start of March. So it's quite uh, quite funny how it's come full circle now. But the your fifth choice is a game at Fraserburgh, uh, quite an eventful game as well. Uh, Broda win it late on, 2-1, uh, in a game that didn't decide the the, the Highland League title. Um, because ultimately, no, it was, it was handed, what, given to Brora, um, effectively, when the league was stopped. But it didn't decide it, but it went a long way uh, to helping Brora into onto title success this season. Uh, talk to us about that Fraserburgh game, because a bit of a ding-dong battle as well, that one. Uh, it, was, it was a strange game, actually. We were pretty poor in the first half. Fraserburgh came right out of the traps. We expected that. We knew it. Fraserburgh is a horrible place to go. Mm -hmm. Best of you're, you're needing a result. Sank, we weren't actually needing a result. We knew, worst case scenario, we get out there with a draw. Um, they, a draw was no use to them. They had to win the game, we knew that. So we kind of soaked up the pressure a wee bit the first half. Weren't they great, but we defended well. Didn't they create many chances then for that? And then, I don't, I don't particularly think I had many saves to make in the first half. They had a lot of the ball in the final third. They were under a wee bit of pressure, but they had no clear cut chances or anything they want to remember. And we're getting a half time, we just, we just regrouped. I think we made a change that half time as well. Um, just, to, just to change it up a wee bit, because it wasn't working for us in the final third of the, of the pitch. And we went back out, 
and we found ourselves a goal down pretty early on in the second half. That's right. Tenth. Yeah. Uh, and then we can see that there's a big clock up to your left hand side. So every minute feels like an hour when you're down there when you're needing a result or you're holding on to a result. So when that goal goes in, you think, shit, here we go. We've got to produce something here. We really have to produce something. We, up until that point, we didn't really look like getting a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we regrouped again. We got ourselves together on the pitch. Kind of never pushed the panic button, but got a wee foothold in the game again over the next five or so minutes. Brindle does great down the left hand side, gets a pen away. Um, Dale Gillespie steps up, we know he's no missing. Send the back of the net, 1 1. And then we're thinking, right, we can, we can probably dictate this game and make it go the way we want it to go. Mm-hmm. We sat off the game for a wee bit, I remember after that. Soaked up a wee bit of pressure, just kind of neutralised what they were throwing at us. And then all of a sudden we just started attacking. And it became a bit like a basketball game where Fraser were throwing the kitchen sinker that they had to because the, the draw was no use to them. And that actually played right in their hands because they had pace and abundance up front on the kit were a very good kind of attacking side. And the pressure just kept coming and thankfully we got the goal right to the death again. Counter attack, one on one and Brindle stuck it away. And then you know then you know then that's it. It's, it's done and dusted, but no conceding after that. There's only a couple of minutes left. And a common theme that when the final whistle goes in, the relief's there again. But also like the just you know that it's going to take something monumental for us to throw that league away from there. Yeah. Without being disrespectful to any other team. We knew it. we'd only lost two games previous to that the whole season. Mm-hmm. I think there was six games when the shutdown happened. Um, there was no way we were, we were drawing eight or nine points in that time. And it was when the goal went in, it was, it was just it was brilliant. Just the celebrations with all the fans and everybody just went crazy. The, the coaching staff, the subs were all on the pitch. I think I ran and tried to jump in with the fans. <laughs> it was just bedlam, but it was, it was good. It's one of the ones you just, you just lose the head. Because you know what it means. And then after it, it was just a, a case of get, let's get the carry out and the bus for this four and a half hours on the other road. I, I was going to talk to you about it because that's a, a weird. Well, what happens after that Fraserburgh game, obviously, a couple of weeks after everything shuts down, uh, you, you mentioned there has been a lot of success. Over the years with Brora, a lot of a lot of celebrations as well. I'd imagine you know you very touched on the very very start. You know a, a, a massive uh, well, a lot of characters at Brora, um, and I, well knowing a few of the guys, you know that you've had a few good times over the years. That Fraserburgh uh, journey back must have been lively, but on the flip side of that, you've not really had a chance to, or maybe you have, but properly s- celebrate the winning the title. So that Fraserburgh game, you know, in hindsight, was almost like a, a celebration party, if you like, for the title. Uh, I wish we'd been at the time, I'd have been a bit more metal. The bus journeys back after games like that are always, are always brilliant. They stop get the carry out on the bus. I'm not saying this is the most professional exciting but it's the done thing. Um, but there's nothing better than a few, a few years after the game to celebrate. Okay, everyone's done it, Music on that everybody's up the back of the bus, boys are on karaoke, just everybody having a having a, a good time. And and like I said, we we kinda knew without being took back that 
that we had done it there and then. We knew that that was because it was only our last chance. We'd take it completely out of our hands. And then we joined, we joined the bus journey back. It's, it's a hell of a long journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can stop in the Falcons. Uh, you see the fans in that as well, which is always brilliant. We're always in high spirits, especially when you win a game like that. Uh, drinks are flowing, you don't spend a penny, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, fatigue was topped up. But again, we've, we've not had a chance to celebrate it. So that kind of was, like you said, our celebration, although we didn't really know at the time. Um, it's, it's one of those things. What can we, you can't do anything about it. No. No. We won the league, we never got a chance to celebrate. There'll be plenty of more chances to celebrate other things, I hope, further oh. down the line. Um, you get the trophy, you get the medal, things like that. Some people might say it's no deserve, but that's their opinion. We've shown over the course of the season that we, that we did deserve it. So, missing out on a celebration and a, a trophy day with the fans and things like that at home isn't the ideal, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter that much with, with whatever else is going on at the moment. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I think that um, you're right, there's probably a a fair amount there to come uh, as well. Uh, I want to talk to you about the, you mentioned there the karaoke on the bus. Is this where the lockdown legend uh, himself, Craig Campbell? Uh, he's always leading the charge. He's life and soul at any party. Um, loves the singing. As soon as the games are over, music's on the changing and he's building all the classics. Gaffer as well said he's, oh, he fancies himself as a singer. But he's pretty decent to be fair. But he's he's not shy to have a John Legend number up the back of the bus. Okay. Stone Cold. Everybody else is steaming. <laughs> but it's good that everybody everybody has to take a turn at singing. New signs, things like that, the standard stuff. Thankfully I've not had to kinda of murder any song myself yet. Um because the that kind of craze wasn't in when I first signed. So but aye, it's, it's good. It's good, it's good crack, always always alcohol fueled. Um and the gaffer and, and Cammy are the worst for for getting up there and singing, but the two of them, you know, I mean, joking there about karaoke during lockdown, but um, I mean, I mean, the amount of money that that, that Sid raised with his challenge was was brilliant. But but Cammy did his, his part as well. I mean, he raised was it something like four or five grand? Am I, am I maybe I've underestimated? It was four grand, aye. Aye, just for guys singing. I mean, brilliant, incredible. Aye, it's unbelievable for the two. It's, it's the type of guys there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I look up to the both of them. They're genuine guys. Um, I've been fortunate enough to know them for. I think they were the first at Ross County when I signed there back in 2003, 2004, so I've known them for a long time. Um, got a wee bit closer to them, obviously, over the last few years at Bora. Um, the two of my great guys, what, what they've done for charity was just just amazing. Kind of kind of kept everybody's spirits and some things like that. It's Cammy doing, the, doing his cameo, cameo stuff, should I say. It was brilliant getting different Ireland League Cups involved and mm-hmm. kind of what they get but the main thing raising the money for the charity and then Sidway's run as well. It's just typical Sidway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do measures. Sidway just running a team here, somebody has to go and run 80 miles. So I, I don't know how I get roped into running 27 miles, <laughs> well, but I've done it, but I'll never be doing it again. But it was it was really good to support them. Yeah. Uh, just to see him at the finish line, it was absolutely dead in his feet but mm. there's more determined or mentally strong than him uh, it's one of the reasons why, why I look up to him and again the, the money he raised was incredible I think it was it was north of 17 grand as well yeah. and organise events and do things like that for, 
for a good cause is admirable. Yeah, absolutely. The two of them did a fantastic job uh, during uh, lockdown and, and the months uh, after it as well. Um, looking, we, we just touched on there that the Fraserburgh game, of course, that was uh, back in, in February. Uh, more up to today now. Uh, we're not too far away from, from football returning. Fingers crossed, obviously, that you know everything uh, goes okay. But we're going to be back in action. Well, you guys are going to be back in action pretty soon. Um, all set to go in terms of that, that league campaign? I will like to say we've trained. We've only trained with a couple of sessions. Saturday past and Tuesday. Um, been good to get back at it. The, the squad have come back in unbelievable shape. Uh, we've done a lot of testing Saturday. A lot of running. And every, every person just posting great times. It shows it, the commitment mm-hmm. and the, the I've got to having four or five months off to actually, actually keep themselves in, in such good shape and it was good to see uh, good to get back into the boys obviously and get back into training and hopefully we'll get a few a few pre-season games before the Hibs game and I think the league's due to start on 17th October yeah. so that 16 game season half a season it's going a lot different <laughs> to what a normal season it's going to be more of a sprint than a marathon but 16 games it's just win the 16 games and win the league that's, that's the way we've got to look at it it's going to be very difficult um, every team's going to feel like they've got a chance but we are we're the defending chance we're going, to, we're going to need to do a wee bit to, to shift us off our perch we won't give it up easily and hopefully we can we can get the, the title in the bag again hopefully make a charge for the playoffs not to uh, not to suggest that it's not any other season, but I think that that sixteen game season will make things really interesting. Um, as you say, there, I mean, every every side will have ambitions of, of winning the winning the, the trophy. Uh, you guys are, are the holders as well, but it's going to be a, a very interesting season in store with that sixteen game. It will be. I think it's just going to be hell for leather right from the get go. Um, any any drop points, you're going to put a lot of pressure on yourself. Especially one or one or two losses could potentially put you out of mm-hmm. it's a sixteen game. It's not unheard of for a team to go sixteen games unbeaten in the league. Somebody does that this year, they'll write it with a chance. Yeah. And there is there's, there's good there's, there's maybe six six or more teams that could potentially win it, given the luck of the draw with home and away fixtures, given runs of results and things like that. Everybody would have their hat in the ring to try and win this. But again, we've got the experience and what it takes to win the league. And hopefully, come April, May time, we've done enough of, we've done enough over the course of 16 games. But we, we come out on top again. But it's not going to be easy, that's for sure. It's never easy to win the league, especially the Iron League as well. When, when the winner comes in to play the pool of pitches, it kind of becomes a bit of a level. Yeah. So we've, we've just got to use the experience we've got, the professionalism we've got, no doubt in the, the desire. Um, and the professionalism and the rest of the guys in that squad and the management team as well. There's there's no better there's no better set up for us to go and have a right good push and see what it takes us. Well Joe, we wish you all the best uh, for when the season does kick off, as you say, mid October. Uh, I personally wish you all the best uh, for the start of October when you, you travel to Easter Road. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing uh, about your uh, your exploits as you trounce Hibernian by two goals to now, we'll be fair enough. Uh, Joe, thanks for your time. Uh, it's been great to chat to you and ch- chat over those five games. You know, five uh, really interesting games. Uh, obviously, starting with Elgin uh, against Rangers, and then obviously your 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 Brewer journey 
uh, from 2013 right up until the current day. Thanks for your time, Joe, and, uh, and all the best for the season ahead. Thanks very much, Ian. Pleasure.